Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Monday, also known as the morning after. Whew, what a weekend, Max. Lots of stuff, lots of stuff going on, man. And and you know, we're we're down we're down a person. Uh Rich could not make the show today. He uh flew out to Dallas last night to be on the bedside of Dak Prescott. So, yeah. so he, he can't be with us today. He's he's sending thoughts and prayers to Dak right now. That's right. Uh Panther, Rich was actually seeing if his ankle was compatible with Dak's. Uh I tell you, when I when I saw that play. I had flashbacks of Tim Crumry. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember that, but seeing that thing flop in the air, that was, that was brutal. Feel bad for Dak. Um, but, uh, God, that Cowboys defense, I'm sure we'll touch on that, but man, mm-hmm. that was a brutal injury. Oh, it was terrible. I'm, I ever do feel bad for Dak. I mean, it takes a lot for me to feel bad for a Cowboy, but I feel bad for Dak. <laughs> Why can't it be Derek Carr for you? you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck Panther. <laughs> How about the Raiders? Uh, <laughs> uh, let's yeah, we got a lot to talk about. Like Max said, let's get to it, Max. Yeah, I'm before we get into football. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's just talk uh, Lakers. They won the the NBA championship last night. Uh, it marks their twelfth NBA championship in LA. Uh, if you add the five from Minneapolis, which I won't until they retire George Mikan's number, or at least acknowledge Mikan as a Laker great. If you add those five in then that makes 17 total championships, tying them with Boston. And, of course, this might just sound like a salty Boston thing, which is fine. It can be. But, again, this is one of the greatest basketball players of all time. You should be hanging his number in the rafters there for the Lakers, and it's just ridiculous. Uh, For LeBron, it's his fourth title, and the uh, early Vegas um, predictions have him winning his fifth next year. You know, it was a very strange NBA season, but – you know, the bubble worked. It's over with. They're getting ready now for free agency, getting ready for the next season already. Um, yay. Lakers win. <laughs> thrilling. Absolutely thrilling. I was riveted to this uh this whole NBA playoffs. Yeah, it was it was poorly watched, poorly marketed, poorly I mean, the, the bubble part of it worked, but I guess as far as keeping the vid out of the the playoffs but this this whole i I hope they're back to fans their own venues and full schedules and all that but um yeah riveting i'm kind of glad it's over i'm not i'm not i'm not saying that there shouldn't be a shortened season because we've talked about that before that 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 uh, shortened season a few years back was one of the most exciting nba Mm -hmm. ones ever Mm-hmm. So oh, I think we saw that in baseball too. I mean, baseball was—I mean—all the way up to the final games. Um, yeah, I'm in favor of a shortened season, but with—I don't know if NBA is like baseball with their hollowed records and whatever. But um, it definitely makes it more competitive, uh, keeps teams involved, and uh, yeah, I'd be all on board for that. Yeah, I he, here's how you switch it up: is it's going to sound stupid if, you, if you're a purist here. You shorten the season, you increase the playoffs, of course, and you make playoff stats count as regular season stats. You just have season oh, stats. Cool. That's it. You just have season stats. 
and and, th- and then that's it. Because that, that's what people are worried about. It's like, oh, you shorten the season. That makes it statistically unfair to, to preview. And you're never going to break records and blah, 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 blah. Fine. Settle it. You have season stats. Hurrah. Yippee. Um, Bill James just mailed you a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people mailing me those after uh, I do my, uh, see, my NFL week five recap now. Ooh, I'm excited. Let's hear it. I, we started off with talking about Dak Prescott, dislocated ankle. Uh, he just personally has had a rough year, and this injury could cost him millions of dollars. you got to remember, he was playing on the franchise cha- tag this year. He turned down that five-year, 32 mil a year, 100 million guaranteed contract to try to get a bigger contract this offseason. That's not coming. You know, He was thrown for historic numbers. He's going to find himself as a free agent recovering from a major surgery. And for Dallas, I, they won the game. And there's a chance that this becomes their rallying point to help them win this season. Uh, I I joked, so, it's a poorly timed joke now, but I joked about Dak getting injured and Andy Dalton coming in and leading them to a Super Bowl. Um, stranger things have happened. It's still, it's, it sucks for Dallas, it sucks for Dak. So, uh, yeah, you, you're right. I, I don't shed many tears for the Cowboys, but uh, that, that, was, uh, that was a shame yesterday. Yeah, it is a shame. I, just real quick on that, man. The, you know, ooh, I almost said the R word. The Washington football team. That, you know, that's, they, they that's like they like gimpy quarterbacks. That's my that's my second point. Oh, here. Okay, <laughs> be, because it used to be that major injuries like this were, were career killers, and you stay in the NFC East and you just applaud the fact that Alex Smith came back first game since 2018. I mean, the Rams still whacked them. Uh, Smith got sacked six times, <laughs> but I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for him to have a good season. I'm rooting for for the Washington Football Club to now rally behind Alex Smith and and possibly make a playoff run. What do you guys think? You think you think Washington with Alex Smith now uh, much better, right? Than than Haskins or uh Kyle Allen, not Kyle Allen. Yeah, it's Kyle Allen. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Allen. Yeah, Kyle Allen. Yeah. yeah, I think it went to further my point. It's not a quarterback problem in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> that team is bad. Yeah, it's an everything else kind of problem in Washington. Yeah. Hey, you know, uh speaking of other bad teams, uh, there's there's Three winless teams in the NFL. Three. Two of them play in New York. <laughs> One of them does not. Uh, the Panthers, they got another win at the expense of Dan Quinn's job. I, it was just bound to happen. I mean, uh, you know, I think Dan Quinn, we put him on the clock last week. We were going to keep Mike McCarthy on the clock. I think he's off the clock. I think off he gets clock. a pass now. I mean, with the Dak injury, he's he's going to have so much leeway. There's no way they're going to get rid of him. Uh, I think this will be the last firing that we see until the Jets finally cut ties with Adam Gase. Because the Jets are another one of those winless teams. They lost again. Absolute blowout. Kyler Murray didn't have to run the ball that much. Good for him because I mean, he still had a, a great game against that Jets defense. But some bad football coming out of New York. It's bad football. Panther, uh, did you want to chime in on that? I... Well, no, he's 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 doing a great job. Uh, the New York New York football um, and bad football are pretty much synonymous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get the, the Jets definitely have a defensive problem, and and also talking about defenses. Uh, did Steve Spagnuolo get the me- message that they were supposed to play football on Sunday? Did he think that they were going to have a game later in the week or something like that? Because it did not look like he had his defense ready. No. That Raiders offense looked unstoppable, and that Raiders offense is not unstoppable. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, the funny thing is, and I was messaging you, and Panther, I don't know if you watched any of that game or saw any of that game. The, the, Raiders, the Raiders were winning, and Chucky was giving Derek Carr shit on the sidelines. Like, they got into a spat, a, a lover's quarrel, if you will. Uh, I got to watch the game. I, I don't know how I got blessed with Raiders Chiefs uh, over here in Indiana. But, um, yeah, it, you know, the the big beat up has been, oh, Derek Carr is not a, a franchise quarterback or not a, um, you know, he's, he's not good enough to get it done. I've respectfully disagreed for the last several years. Um, the Raiders are probably going to continue to have a problem until they get rid of Chucky, which they probably won't because they invested so much money. In it. It's amazing that they're three and two in spite of John Gruden, because I just, this dude, I mean, you listen to him talk, you listen to his interview. I mean, he should have stayed in the booth because he's just a few fries short of a happy meal. He wasn't very good in the booth either. <laughs> they were probably encouraging him to go back to coaching too. <laughs> you know who won yesterday? The, the Cleveland Browns won. Four and one. Man. Four and one Cleveland Browns. Probably right now one of the coach of the year candidates coming out of Cleveland. Old man Rivers, he threw two interceptions. Baker did as well. Baker threw two interceptions, but he also had two touchdowns to balance that out. Go Browns, Panther. Um, I got to watch that game as well. I'm starting to become a believer in the Browns. Uh, Colts, I mean, the perception is number one defense, right? But, uh, man, Browns took it to them and a lot in the air. Baker Mayfield looked confident, um, poised out there. The team was following. This this was a team that was having fun. And the Colts, Phillip Rivers is not the answer. I'm sorry. He's just uh, he looks he just looks frustrated and and they're not running the ball. I'm not sure what's going on out there. Um, just there wasn't much of a game plan. So yeah, but that whole division, right? If you look at the the Browns, the Ravens, and the Steelers, it's a murderer's row with that division right now. There is. Yeah, it's funny too. Is is uh, I read an article. I'm going to go off script now. I read an article about Sam Darnold and basically how the Jets will not get a first round pick for trading Sam Darnold. At best, they will get a second-round pick. That's at best they can get a second-round pick. But one of the teams that got floated around was the Indianapolis Colts because the Colts could probably get Darnold from the Jets on the cheapish, right? You're talking, you know, maybe a third or fourth-round pick. You you get Sam Darnold. Uh, with that offensive line, with that running game, you think Sam Darnold has success in uh, Indianapolis? I think he has as much or more as, as Rivers. I mean, this is a guy that's been – plagued with no talent around him in new york going to indianapolis he'll feel like he's a usc trojan again i'm gonna stick in the nfc north we, we were talking about some of those teams you mentioned three out of the four teams let's mention the fourth team because the Bengals didn't quite keep it as close as i thought they would 13 mm. points 24 points kind of same difference I was content to just not talk about that game because I was on the Bengals as well. Um, Joe Burrow endured his uh, roughest game, no touchdowns, only about 160 yards through a pick. Uh, couldn't really get the running game going. Um, look, if you're going to beat the best or one of the best, you know, and Baltimore is definitely up there, um, it, it was kind of a, an awakening for him. So, you know, we know the Bengals aren't there, but it was uh, I, I did expect a little bit more production out of that Bengal offense. Uh, it was my it was my only NFL betting loss yesterday, ooh. by the way. It was my only loss was was, was uh, betting the Bengals. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, this is what Baltimore does. They like to beat up on lesser teams. 
and good for them. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. certainly they certainly did. Mm, yeah. Uh, Bill O'Brien finally <laughs> got the Texans the first win of the season. I mean, it was a win in his honor or it was a win to thank him for all his great work. Ah, man, they, they, that looked like a team that was just relieved to be rid of a terrible coach. They just looked like, oh, finally, we can play football. Yep. And we talked about that on the Sunday show, Max. That's mm-hmm. the new coach bump. Mm hmm. Yep. Yep. That thing that was the thing that made us leery about, you know, taking the Jaguars, but it was also Watson really spreading the ball around through for 360 yards. It finally got Brandon cooks involved in the offense. So yeah, they, they look uh, like you said, look relieved, like they were having fun out there, but it also helps that you're playing a team that is relatively devoid of talent as well. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, Minshew had another solid game. Like yeah. you, you look at this guy who who's doing what he's doing devoid of talent. And you, you're not telling me that this guy shouldn't be a starting quarterback somewhere. I, I, well, Ray, I, I don't know if he's in Jacksonville, but but really, okay, slide him over to Indianapolis and see how they're mm. doing. Hey, who's Jacksonville going to get unless they're going to get Trevor Lawrence? I mean, if, if you're not getting Trevor Lawrence, aren't they really better off just sticking with Minshew and get the guy some help? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. I th- I th- I th- really. Every week, I think this kid gets more comfortable, and and he he's reading defenses better. That's the other thing I'm seeing about him, is he was he was kind of that gunslinger last last year, and we kind of had fun with him. It's like oh, he's, he's kind of like this Brett Favre bravado type thing. He's changing. He's evolving every week. Where he's seeing things on the field, he's not making those dumb mistakes that he used to. Like th- there was times where he used to just try to force the ball into a crowded area. He's not doing that anymore. He's seeing spots on the field, and and again. Sometimes those guys catch the ball. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> but at least he's finding the the most open guy on the field. So I like Minshew. I do. I, I like Minshew, particularly in Jacksonville. And I'll go on record and say Jacksonville and Minshew win more games than the Jets and the Giants combined. It, it's, it's, it's quite possible. You know where Minshew could also be a nice fit? Too bad that they overpaid for their quarterback and are in serious trouble there is San Francisco. Because, that's, that's because G, Jimmy G, I, I know you want to say, oh, he's coming off of injury, blah, blah, blah. I, and I know that they were now, now they're 20 and seven, I guess, 20 and seven with, with him. Uh, I don't think he's the answer there. Uh, Mullins wasn't the answer. Beat, beat hard, beat head, beat whatever the hell his name is. That, that's, a, that's a team in trouble because the Dolphins came out and whooped their ass. Like, really, Jim, when Jimmy G got benched, you could see Brian Flores like, that's the Jimmy G I remember. <laughs> you know, and, and, and it's easy to point the finger at the quarterback. Um, and there are questions with that offense, but uh, 43 points to the Dolphins. The, this defense is not the defense from last year. There's some serious problems on that side of the ball. And, oh, by the way, they're 0-3 at home. Um, might start looking at maybe coaching in San Francisco as well. I, mean, I don't think it's, so. It's, it's not like they went up by like thirty and then lost, you know, yeah. by, by by twenty. So no, they were they were down by thirty when it started. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think they've had a lot of injuries though on their defense. I mean, losing Bosa was was oh, a yeah. huge loss for them, and uh, they also lost some people in free agency. So uh, I, I, I'm not saying that I'm going to give Shanahan the the benefit of the doubt here, but I'm kind of giving him the benefit of the doubt that he didn't necessarily pick Jimmy G as his quarterback. 
he was looking elsewhere for quarterback and they gave him Jimmy G. It's hard to yeah, it's hard to argue. He's saddled with him. And you, if you're gonna go down, you want to go down with your guy. You don't want to, you know, somebody you inherited. He now, granted, work, granted, he he wanted Kirk Cousins, though. So granted, <laughs> Shanahan was eyeing up Kirk Cousins. Now, to be so, fair, right. Minnesota did really good in their win against Seattle last night. So, oh, I'm getting there. Okay, I'm getting there. We got because I, I saved the best for last let's year. Let's do it. Let's... Because there is there is no question how good Russell Wilson is. But if you're telling me that the Seahawks are some great team that looks like a Super Bowl contender, I might call you, and I'm going to mess up this name, but I'll still call you this. You're going to be called Impa Kitsagane because I think you just got kicked in the face. <laughs> I mean, there's always that argument that teams that find a way to win close games are great teams. But I always like that counter argument. Why is it a close game to begin with? Just like the Packers last season, Seattle has just, you know, looking like a team that is winning these close games that they shouldn't be. If they're a great team, they shouldn't be in these close games. They benefited by a very risky head coach decision by Mike Zimmer, and I I don't hate the decision. I know a lot of people are skewering him, mm-hmm. but if they get that first down, game over. Game over. Game over. You kick the field goal, you know that you're giving you know you're giving the ball back to Seattle and they're gonna score and they're gonna you know what's gonna happen. Just go go for it. I, I applaud that. I, I don't question it, but it was risky. The risk didn't pay off. And then oh Arch, instant replay. Fucked you again. Saved us, us, right? The savior of the universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, everybody who loves instant replay. Fucked you again. It's a false god. (laughs) You guys, you need to stop worshiping at the altar of instant replay. It's an absolute disaster in every sport. And the thing that irks me about that, too, is Minnesota had a timeout. So if they knew the play on the field was going to be a fumble, which they recovered, they could have called timeout and still had four seconds left on the clock to get a playoff. But the fact is that they, you know, again, they didn't have a chance. They didn't have that chance. They did not have that chance. They, they it looked like an incomplete pass. They didn't. The, the, the referees didn't make a final call in the field. So if you're, you know, a coach and you see your player, you know, they, they did the right thing. They jumped on the ball just in case. But what do you do? You do you call the timeout? And then if you call the timeout, and they realize that oh, it was an incomplete pass, do you get your timeout back? Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJs. Proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. 
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It, it's, it was a mess at the end, man. It was. And I will say, I'm, 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 un, I'm, un, uh, I'm unwrapping the cellophane. Fraud. Fraud team. <laughs> Seattle's a fraud. Seattle should be three and two. They should be three and two. If Dallas wasn't the punchline of the NFL, they'd be two and three. Man. Uh, you know, despite the the fraudulent victory, I guess, from last night, you, you got to give the Vikings a tip of the hat because they went in with a game plan. If I told you, and these are facts, if I told you the Vikings out yarded the Seahawks 450 to 314, I told you the Vikings had a two to one time of possession advantage. 40 minutes to 20 minutes. The, the Seahawks barely touched the ball in the first half. That's how they ended up with a goose egg. I mean, they, they came in, and now there was two turnovers, um, so they weren't perfect. But the Vikings had a great plan to keep the Seahawks off the field and keep their defense off the field. The, the Seahawks put up 27 points in 20 minutes against that Viking defense. Like we can, we can sit here and crucify the, the Seahawks on their win, but the Vikings have shown they're pretty much like the Falcons, pretty much like the Cowboys when it comes to that defensive side of the ball. And if they don't fix it, they're going to continue to lose games. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. They have problems too, but I'm just, the Seahawks are living on the charity of everybody else that they, that they play for some reason. Oh man, so that was a hell of a recap. We've got to get to it though. We got to look yeah. at what's going on today. We got Chargers going to New Orleans. Uh, Chargers opened up plus seven and a half. They're plus seven now, but it's it's looking like it's going to be back to uh, or down to six and a half any minute. I think so. I think so. Uh, Justin Herbert is getting his education in Hall of Fame quarterbacks. He took on Tom Brady last week. Now he gets Drew Brees this week. The Chargers are one and three. They have lost by a combined 15 points in those three losses. It's a very competitive football team. Their losses have come down to pretty much the final possession in each of those games. But they have injuries on their offensive line. They have not been uh, getting great running since uh, Eckler's injury. So I think that gives some predictability to the Saints defense. They know what they need to guard against. They got to guard against Herbert. And, and that's about it. So... The Saints are still without their top wide receiver, but even without Michael Thomas, they found ways to score. Um, my spreadsheet says to take the Saints. My yep. spreadsheet says they should win and cover this one, but with almost all of the money coming in on the Chargers, mm. there's no way I can bet New Orleans here. I will lean the Saints at six and a half. If I can get there, I will lean them. Uh, but I tell you, man, like New Orleans, sh- like I have them winning by nine, yeah. and I just I feel weird about it. And it's the same is the same feeling I had uh, yesterday uh, with with Seattle. Like I felt Seattle should win that one. I felt Dallas should win that one. And, you know, 
but the money was just coming in on the other side and just made me nervous. I'm, I'm glad I laid off those two. Um, I, the Saints are probably one of the few teams I just don't trust. Yeah, like some teams you know they're good, some teams you know they're bad, and then some teams you don't know who they are. And the Saints are one of those teams. Drew Brees is only throwing for 250 yards per game. He has thrown eight touchdowns, two touchdowns, but a lot of them, it's he's gone the Tom Brady route. There's a lot of this Dinkin and Duncan, and I get it. A lot of that has to be with Michael Thomas being out this time. It has nothing to do with an injury. Apparently, he's a locker room cancer, getting in fights and got suspended for tonight's game. Now, maybe that's their excuse. Maybe it's still his injury. They got a bye week coming up. So, he'll be good week seven. Um, but the Chargers, I, you know, they're not. we're not expecting a lot out of them as far as their win-loss record. But I, they have shown that they're going to be competitive. The Saints are just throwing it to Alvin Kamara. Latavius Murray is probably going to be the running back de facto again because Kamara lines up in the slot and the wideout. Um, so I think we've seen who the Saints are without Michael Thomas, and I just don't trust them. So I'm going to bet the Chargers plus the seven. All right. I don't hate that play at all. I think that's a, that's a good move. You know, well, I'm always suspicious of primetime games, you know, catching the home team minus the points, even though it says I, I've got it worse than Max does. This is closer to 11 for me, New Orleans wins. I'm going to lean them because with all the money coming on the Chargers, it just it just feels wrong. Something feels off. So I'm going to lean the Saints. And yeah, I'm not going to touch this one. Something smells. I think Panthers probably on the right side. All right. The total in this one, if I had that ready, I didn't. Let's see. The total in this one uh, should be 50. Yep. Down from 51 and a half. Which I have this calculated at 50. Point six four. <laughs> so I'm guessing I'm going the very slightest of overs here, but this is spot on. I have this at fifty. You know, to a rough, roughly twenty eight, twenty one gets you at forty nine. Um, neither one of them are playing elite defense. Uh, Chargers probably have a slightly better defense, but I Monday night two scoring type teams. I'm probably leaning just ever so slightly on the over as well. Uh, Pan- Panther, you almost you almost avoided two square sucker plays. I was it's good. It was, it, was, it was right there. I'm gonna go the under here. It's gonna be like a low scoring game, and somehow the Chargers end up winning. It's gonna be so weird. All right, so that's it for football. We're over to baseball now. Hey, hey, the Tampa Bay Rays can pl- hang with the uh, Houston Astros. Uh, the Astros game opened up Houston plus one fifteen. They're plus one sixteen at Pinnacle, plus one ten. Bet three sixty five. I had this. Uh, I swear this was plus one twenty one earlier. Uh, you were it, that that it was. It's recessing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I I was uh, an hour ago or so. I was mm-hmm. on SBR over here and I saw one twenty one. Uh, raised minus one thirty one. What what are they now? Minus. 126 so it seems like both teams are okay so it's no it's both teams yeah it's getting it's getting uh it's it's getting better for houston from the 131 or worse for houston yeah right yeah okay uh rays took game one they are now three wins away from heading to the world series blake snell just he wasn't great yesterday but he did enough to quiet the astros hot bats Ray's putting veteran Charlie Morton on the mound today to face off against Lance McCullers Jr. Morton has never lost a postseason decision. And he's helped his current opponent win a World Series before a few years back. 
But you look at the Astros, they haven't dropped consecutive games in the playoffs yet. McCullers, we know he's coming off of a rough start. The money is coming in on Houston. No surprise. No surprise there. Uh, I was going to bet this an hour ago with the Rays minus 131. And you're saying it's Rays minus 126? Yeah. I will I will take that in a heartbeat. I think the Rays go up 2-0 in the series. One of the interesting things was that, you know, they, they pitched – both teams pitched very, very well yesterday. Um, gave up some walks on on both sides. Uh, that was kind of like Valdez's undoing was four walks in his six innings. Um, but if, if these are going to remain low-scoring – and I think sooner or later, one of one or both the teams will probably break out. That definitely gives the advantage to the race. Um, and they, they used uh, Castillo last night. Um, the other kid that I like, Kyle Anderson, uh, they used him as well. So I don't know how these guys are going to be on pitching back to back. But this is this is going to be an interesting series. Houston was stroking their bats in, in the first two series, and now they've somewhat quieted down in, in game one. Um, but I'm inclined to to follow Max here, uh, I think Tampa Bay has still has that slight pitching advantage until I see those Astros bats wake up. I'm probably going to stay on that side. So I'll bet the Rays here. Old school kiss of death, man. I like the Rays too. I, just like Max, I was going to bet a minus 131. I'll take minus 126. Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Uh, next up, we've got the Braves Dodgers. Max Fried. Open is uh, plus one thirty three. Uh, open up plus one thirty three. They're plus one thirty one now. You know, both teams swept through their divisional round. They then get to set their aces for game one. Freed fried against Bueller. Definitely a pitching matchup. I'm looking forward to watching. But don't discount these teams' offenses. Both teams can put up runs, and I think Bellinger and Acuna might be as intriguing of a matchup as the starting pitchers are. Uh, Bellinger is on an upward trend since their first round. He he started to heat up uh, last round, whereas Acuna was red hot against the Reds. And then after game one of the Marlins series started to cool off a bit. But I think I think we're looking at big series from both these guys. I think it's going to be a fun series. I I really I don't think that this is going to be one sided. You know, I don't think it's just going to be the Dodgers just winning, you know, four four in a row or or you know winning in five I, I i think this is going to be a close series in game one though we're looking at what appears to be a bit of a trap the uh line from where i saw it getting better for the dodgers again slight trap slight you see trap. that right you see it just kind of just like boom like right there yep. at, for, yeah at the- yeah an hour ago, it was a bigger trap than mm-hmm. I'm seeing. But <laughs> still a slight trap uh, because, I mean, almost all of the money's coming in on L.A. So, again, I, I, I think L.A. probably wins this series. Don't get me wrong. I think the L.A. wins the series six, seven games. I think L.A. wins the series. But they're going to have to do so after being down 1-0 in the series because I think Atlanta wins game one. And I'm going to take that plus line with Atlanta and bet the Braves. Uh, these first two games for the Braves are probably about as must win as you can get because after Max Freed and Ian Anderson, um, I mean, we're really going to trust Kyle Gibson to throw another shutout or, you know, the pitching takes a pretty steep drop off. Um, four of their five wins were by shutout, but there's a 
slight step up in competition here with the Dodgers and those sticks. Um, Bellinger and Acuna are going to be a lot of fun, as Max said. But I'm going to I'm going to bring up something after we talk about this particular game. The winner of this entire series actually is going to have, I, I think, maybe I'll ask you guys if they have a competitive advantage. They're playing in Arlington, where the World Series is going to be played. So they get to stay there the whole day. Is there any kind of slight advantage there? Um, getting to play their entire series, and then the World Series, whoever wins, gets to stay there over. Yeah, I think I, th- I definitely think uh, not just the, n- the no travel thing, but you're getting to learn uh, the stadium. You're getting to you know be comfortable there. You're getting to see things in the field that uh, the other the other you know uh, American League teams won't. Right. Well, yeah, so. and they're going to be there for seven games. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's Arch calling a shot, but uh, you know, game one, I, I I don't know how you bet against the Dodgers. I I like the Braves, but it's just not enough value. If I was getting a, a bigger plus line, I might take Atlanta, but it's just not enough value to take them here. I, I'm rooting for Max Freed. Maybe I get my wish. You know, rooting betting for the Dodgers like betting on the Lakers. I'm, I'm not a fan of it, but it is what it is. I'm going to take the Dodgers. Hmm. To me, this is as close to a coin flip as we may be seeing for a while with the Dodgers game. I'm going to take the plus line here. I'm going to bet the Braves. And uh, Brian wants to know how long Bueller will last due to his blister issue. He said the Dodgers are not going to use him deep in game one with potentially six starts left for Bueller in the rest of the playoffs. Well, yeah, here's the thing, though, is they're going straight through, right? There's no rest for the wicked. There's no travel days. There's nothing like that. So what does that do to starting pitchers? Uh, you're, you're talking about starting pitchers going on shorter, short rest. All right, if you, you can't give them that, that full you know, time off now because you, you, you're pretty much going straight through. So um, maybe he's right. Uh, you know, the fact that, uh, that, that Bueller has been struggling with that blister, they know they're going to need him again. So maybe he goes, you know, four innings. Even if he's pitching well, this this could get to the the Dodgers bullpen a little bit earlier than expected. Whereas I could see Freed going seven eight innings and then turning around in three or four days and him going seven eight innings again. This dude is pitching lights out right now. I'm pretty sure the Dodger um, coaching staff is well aware of Bueller's blister situation, and they're they're planning for it, right? Maybe that's why they even threw him out here game one. Um, but it's going to go – score is going to be a factor. How he feels is going to be a factor. Um, if he's out there and it's not giving any trouble and, and his command is there, then he'll continue to pitch. And But I, I still don't think he'll probably go much more than five just because, as Max talked about before, you don't get those travel days. And typically in the playoffs, you dip down to a four-man ro- rotation. Some teams even go down to a three-man rotation. But with no extra days off – um, be interesting to see what they do because you know if he lines up to pitch uh, game five again, um, that's only what four days away. Mm. So um, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna have to watch that blister. But I I don't think he goes beyond five, no matter how he feels. I know we're running long, but I, I do want to make this point: is you know that the, the the Dodgers have the starting pitcher advantage over the Braves. Yes, and you know that Freed is the absolute ace for. Atlanta. Why not just throw a sacrificial lamb out there in game one? It's a sex Panther method. I'm just, I'm just saying, just, just throw a sacrificial lamb in game one and then set up Bueller in game two and Kershaw in game three. I mean, I I know you're trying to think, I think ahead of, you know, pitching match, but you have it, you have it. Just if you, if you unsure about game one anyway, with freed, 
take the L, you know? And, and even that's not a foregone conclusion. I mean, hell, we've seen Freed, right? It's zero, zero going into extra innings. Um, so, yeah, yeah I, I would agree with that. I will, we've got something called the Panther method now. I like it. But um, <laughs> because here's what I almost fully expect with Max Freed. I think there's a chance you see him game one, game four, game seven, if they get there. Mm-hmm. I think they have to I, at this point in time. Like it, you're, 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 what was that? Uh, uh, the, the Diamondbacks in, in, uh, 2001, right? That was, was just silly and Johnson. Silly and Johnson. Every other day. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. That's what you got to do. I mean, and, and with, I mean, I like Ian Anderson and all, but, but with the Braves, it's pretty much like, can, can you just put Freed out there every single day? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So long episode, good episode. episode. We've covered a lot of ground, but that is it. All right. You know, earlier in the show, I mentioned a few people who had bad weekends, who had the worst weekend. Head over to our app or on the website, Absolute Degeneracy, and vote who had the hashtag worst weekend. So you want to support Degeneracy, buy our T-shirts as well. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can get a link for that at AbsoluteDegeneracy.com. Make sure to download the DGENs app for Android or iOS if you don't have it. Let us know what you think about our picks, your picks, anyone's picks. You can listen to us on that app. We're on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Pod, Amazon Podcast, Google Pod, Podcast Addict, TuneIn, Podsail, iHeartRadio. No matter where you listen to that, please, highest rating, comment, subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. It's been a while since I've had to do this, so Panther, take us home. Oh, man, you know, it's, we're never really happy that anybody misses the show, but man, might have been okay that Rich missed today because we've might have been close to an NFL show, close to an hour. But uh, a lot of ground to cover. A lot happened yesterday. Three big games going on today. Um, fantasy, I don't know how you guys did. I don't know how you did, Max. But um, looks like I'm going to get another win. But uh, you guys know the deal. We want to know what you did yesterday. If you made any money on, the, on your bets, if you lost any money, what you were doing. We definitely want to know what you're going to do today. But when it's all said and done, kids, let's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.